the bone. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's do it, man. Let's do it, dude. It's 11-11. Happy Veterans Day, by the way. Happy Veterans Day. To all those that served. We appreciate your service. We really Thank do. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Um, What a week. What a week. Dude, I had Tuesday pre-interview, interview. Then I have tomorrow a full info session and interview. All in one week. Le- ending of last week, I had an info session on Friday. So, like, my life has just been revolving around PT lately. Wow. Yeah. And it, I got sucked in. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. So many moving parts. I kind of forgot where I am. Came down with a cold. Yeah. The last time you saw me sick. Sore throat. A long oh, time. my gosh. I'm feeling good now. Feeling good. Well, they say that stress leaves you vulnerable to. Yeah inflammation yeah sickness illness all that and I, i'm kind of seeing that being of course self-reflective I'm, I'm seeing that i'm seeing that me being as stressed as i was kind of allowed whatever germs to invade my system because like i didn't even work out today like you know that's legit wow when i don't even work out yeah what about you it's serious when you don't work out me dude well one i just want to appreciate your resiliency Thank you for being here. Thank you, of course. Yeah. I mean, what a week it's been. Yeah. And you're still here. Um, and it, that is incredible. I mean, I'm going to cut you off, but who wouldn't want to have a conversation with their best friend <laughs> when they're having a week like this? Right. Yeah. I think it's a perfect time in the week to have that conversation. Yeah, it is. It you is. Know? I think it brought us back it did. to the root of everything and just having a genuine conversation again. It's bringing it full circle, you know? Yeah, I think now you and I are both in a headspace mm. of having a conversation for the sake of having a conversation Yeah. instead of having a conversation for the sake of a podcast. Exactly. And exactly. I think that is totally overlooked Yeah. by a lot of people, not just in entertainment, but like podcasting, filmmaking, yeah. anything. You lose yourself. You lose you the lose purpose. Yourself. And this, th- these are all drunk thoughts. Like, to be very honest, I was drunk at a party for my birthday, by the way. 21st. 21st. Happy birthday. Thank you. And um, you sat me down, pulled me to the corner like, we need to talk. I'm a different breed yeah. when it comes to that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you do. And we just had a conversation. And I got goosebumps. And I, was, I literally looked you in the eyes and said, this is what we were missing. This is what we got to bring it back to. And and we're back. We're back, and I just got chills. Yeah, me <laughs> like, too. Actually, chills. Goosies. <laughs> I eat down. I think when you have such a stressful week, but you stress and distress. I just want to make that very clear. There's yeah. two types of stress. There's you stress, which is good stress, or you perceive the stimuli in your external environment as beneficial for you. Or distress, which is the stress that people often refer to as distress. But when you have a combination of both eustress and distress, there gets to a point where at the end of your week, in our case, it's a Thursday, Mm. but you get to the end of your week and it's time for some self-reflection, you know, time for some self-reflection. And I think tonight is a great night for that. Yeah, 100%. So my week. Tell me about it. Was 
absolutely absurd. Was it? It was absurd, dude. Yeah. I <laughs> I can start off by just talking about today. And um like we already said, it's eleven eleven, so it's a very spiritual day for me, especially since my awakening on August thirtieth. Uh been very connected with myself today. Woke up best mood ever. Like August thirtieth. Just woke up best mood ever. Eyes open. Open. Ready. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like crazy dream. I don't even remember what it was, but the eyes opened and like they didn't open slowly. They shot open. Yeah. And I shot out of my bed. Yeah. So that's for starters. Uh and it helps when you wake up when you get up and you feel good. It really helps. Uh, aside from that though, um every moment from the time I got up to the time we're sitting here, I was super, super mindful of not only where I was, but who was in my surroundings mm. and who was with me yeah. and the conversations that I got to have. That's how I said got to. You know? <laughs> Mindset. Um, Mindset. Yeah. And I think when we're super present with not only our environment, but who's in our environment and who we have the opportunity to engage with every day, you get super, and I mean super personal. Super personal. Now, was eleven eleven just an excuse to be extra mindful today? Like, do you think you have these connections and these conversations every day, but you woke up today and you just were extremely present because it was eleven eleven? I think that despite it being eleven eleven or not, I still would have had an amazing day. But it's still nice to be like, yeah. you know, it's because of eleven eleven. You know, yeah, we always. Everything happens for a reason. Well, now, like today, you can actually say that and actually yeah. be like, oh, like this is the reason, you yeah. know. Um, by the way, I saw one one one, two two two, and three 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 all within three hours today. That's intense. So those yeah. are those are essentially angel numbers. We like to call them. So they, it's seeing numbers in a in like a synchronicity pattern, and they have a deeper meaning, basically. So and if you were to see. 222 on the clock and you look up what does 222 mean it kind of has a deeper meaning to it but again it comes with awareness so i was thinking about this the other night like even it comes to you when you're not looking but at the same time you have to be aware that there are these things floating around with a, a lot deeper meaning than you think yeah so one of the like normal synchronicities I saw when you first mentioned what a synchronicity is was um, a license plate. So I was driving to school, and one of the license plates said PT. Wow. And I and at any other time, if I were to see that license plate, I wouldn't think anything of it. But because I knew what a synchronicity was in the back of my mind, it was like I was aware of it, and I, it was it was just it was sick to see. It was like okay, maybe the the world is talking to me. The universe is speaking its language. And maybe it wasn't at the same time yeah. that you chose to exactly. see it that I way. I chose to perceive it. You know? And I think that's a, a big thing it's that powerful. audiences can take away is that the universe is always, and I mean always, talking to us. It's whether or not we want to see it yeah. or not, or whether or not we want to perceive it that way. Feel it or listen or to it. Feel it mm. or listen yes. to it. You know? We don't always have to be in tune. Yeah. But when we are... It is some of the most transcending experiences of all time. Yeah, perspective. It all goes back to perspective. 
Yeah. Like, what led you up to that moment? What happened in that moment? And how aware are you to reflect on that moment? Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a segue. Okay. I'm sorry. I no. love this. I Don't love be this. Sorry. But we ended with motivation and preparation last week. Okay. And I heard you say self awareness after the moment. And today we were having a conversation. So put all of motivation aside. We'll dive into motivation, intrinsic, extrinsic, blah, blah, blah. But I want to talk about preparation. And you said a powerful thing of how preparation isn't always necessarily pre. It's not always before the event. Right before the event. My apologies. Right before the event. Right. So let's just say I was having a conversation with Mason. You're on the mound. Okay. You're pitching. You're doing well. You're doing bad. Whatever the case may be. Coach takes you out, game ends. When does your preparation start for that next start or that next relief opportunity? As you're walking off the mound. Yeah, it does. Because you need a certain amount of self-awareness and you need to reflect on your performance. What you did good, what you did bad, how we could grow from this. And when it's fresh in your mind, when that performance is fresh in your mind, you take it in. You accept it. Okay. Okay. You make a game plan. You make a list. And that shoots it off. And that preparation, as you're walking off the mound, will continue throughout the week until it's your next opportunity to perform. Rather than getting off the mound, going home, eating a meal. Because I think, honestly, you're telling yourself lies sometimes. 100%. All the time. Because when times passed, you might perceive something differently. You're not feeling the same feelings you had when you were just stepping off that mound. So you might, lie, you might be lying to yourself thinking, oh, I didn't do that bad. Or, oh, I don't need to fix this. This, this was normal. This is just how I perform. No, it's right after. So you feel in the moment what was right, what was wrong. And I want to expand do it. on do something. It. What, a very critical point that you made that not a lot of people understand. And when I say not a lot of people, I don't have numbers or statistics, but I, just from the greater awareness that I've seen in life. Yeah. You said the preparation, well, you know, I, I answered your question by saying the preparation starts as you're walking out off the mound, right? And you acknowledge that that was the correct choice, and we both are agreement that that is. Now, as that self-reflection is happening, you said what did, what went well, right? And what didn't go well. However, or you said good and bad, right? Yeah, so. Exactly. So my expansion on what you just said was, or is going to be, a lot of people don't often lean into what went really well. We often criticize ourselves for everything and cherry pick what went bad that we really don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve. And I say that intentionately. Yeah. We deserve to focus on the good. And this goes back to three words. Strengths-based approach. Yes. A strengths-based approach means that you are focusing on and you are diving into what went well, what went great today, what did you overcome today, what did you learn from today, 
in a good way. And you build on that. And you build on that without necessarily trying to fix or stress or worry about the negative. And I think that right there can change the game for a lot of performers out there, not just baseball or any other sport. Just it goes across business and music and art and military. What went well today? Yeah. And lean into that. Dude, it's so easy to get caught up on the negative. Super easy. And sometimes it's things you can't necessarily change or fix. So if you're focusing on the negatives and it's like, I need to fix this, I need to fix this, and you're not making any progress, you're going to get in your own head. 100%. So that perceived distress is going to be even higher. But rather than taking that approach, do look at the, the pros and your strengths. And that, I'm hoping 50% of the time, is something you could progress at, and those negatives will hopefully weed their way out. Is that making sense? Yeah, because you're an athlete, or that you're like an actual performer. Like, the things start to correct themselves without even you knowing it. Like, by focusing on the great things that you did, the things that served you well in your performance, and you lean into those things more often than the other ones, you your body and your mind automatically start to make the neurological and physiological and psychological adjustments necessary in order to perform better because guess what you're an athlete yeah you're a performer you're a musician you're in combat you're there for a reason dude you read my mind i was gonna cut you off and say you're there for combat. a reason we'll bring it back to well i'm sorry i thought you meant combat no no it's better being there for but... a reason being there for a reason respect that understand that give yourself a pat on the back as i prepare for like pt interviews you have to get ready for questions they might ask you and one of them i wasn't asked it but one of them was what is what is a weakness or along those lines along those lines and i was like i was thinking about it i was like "Hmm." you know it's tough to really pinpoint a weakness then like deep deep reflection i was like you know what i was relating it to gabby like this imposter syndrome am i meant to be here was this all luck no it wasn't i worked my ass off to get to where i am today you know i made an abundance of human connections and relationships to be where i am today you know i surrounded myself with the correct individuals so much of what you said can be broken down. Yeah. And I want to break just one thing down. Yes, please. Because it's so, so important. We often think that work is something physical. No. We often think that work is something physical. And it's really and the work that you just said that you did was very self-reflective. It was very personal, interpersonal with yourself and the relationships. Right, inter and intra, yeah, personal. So I think it's really important for humans to redefine what hard work looks like, because as much as it's super cool to be in the weight room and lift tons of weight or be out there doing physical labor and attributing that to hard work, I think it's even more important. The same, if not more important. To self-reflect. And that self-reflection, that interpersonal relationship that you create with other people and intra with yourself, right? 
all of those little things, the daily self-reflections, the daily conversations, the little stuff. Yeah. The the honestly, dude, I'm not going to lie, the slowing down of the meal when you eat slower, that is work. You are intentionally putting yourself in an uncomfortable position yes. in order to stimulate some of those neurological responses that we're not used to every day. Yeah. That is work. And I think I have more respect for that type of work. 100%. To, it's not talked about. To work on yourself as a human being, like forget the physical labor like you mentioned, like your communication skills, your listening skills, your critical thinking skills. You know what I mean? Your meditation skills. Oh my gosh. How did I forget meditation? You know what I mean? Like that takes effort. Dude. Oh. Oh my goodness. Midnight. Gospel? Mass. The Midnight Gospel. Midnight Gospel. Midnight Gospel. Netflix. Yes. By the way, it's a great show. It's a great I recommend watch. it to everybody. Yeah. Everybody should watch The Midnight Gospel. It's, it's intense. It's a show you watch more than once, to be yeah. honest. Um, But. How easy is it to clear your mind? Answer that question. Someone who isn't skilled in meditation, how easy is it to clear your mind? Well, isn't skilled in what way? Like doesn't have the education or... Doesn't have the practice, doesn't have the education. If you were to tell a random person that has never tried to meditate before, sit down, close your eyes, clear your mind. Insanely hard. Insanely hard. Insanely hard. Especially like, almost some, impossible sometimes. Especially somebody that's up here. What it's called? Introvert? Introvert. Yeah, narrow internal focus. That, oh my gosh, you read my mind. Yeah. So everything's up here. Narrow. It's a, a sports psych term. Yes. Narrow internal focus. If yeah. you were to close your eyes and try to empty your mind, if anything, in my opinion, you're going to be blasted with oh, yeah. emotions and events and experiences. Dude, me, trying to go to sleep at night. Fuming. I just mm. got experience after experience, thought after thought. What am I going to do? How do I fix this? How do I do this? How do I... Calm down. Clear your mind. And that takes effort. That takes work. And it's that work that I think is more respectful. I'm not more respectful, but just as hard as going outside and working a nine to five on oh, a hot yeah. summer day in, a, in a, a labor position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think the respect, definitely respect goes both ways because I've done both and it's equally as tough i think the hard part is realizing when to do it you know what i mean like it's it's okay to like schedule your hour gym time or two hour gym time whatever you do right and it's okay to schedule like meetings and things like that that's tangible that is so tangible but you know what's not tangible to look up in the sky bro like to literally stop where you are walking or not walking just stop and pick up your head like, look at the sun, look at the sky, yeah. look, observe the clouds, yeah. Yeah. and then, then look down. Because every time you look up, you should also look down, remember where you are, right? Then look left, then look right. Take a panoramic view of your surroundings. That can happen for free anytime that you want it to happen. Yeah. But because it's not talked about enough, People don't know when they should do it. And so when I walk across our quad and I say, hey, Jimmy, just made up that name. Hey, Jimmy, let's practice some mindfulness real quick because I see you're having a stressed day. I don't actually do this, but let's just say that we were talking about the, 
you know, randomly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, look up, look down, look left, look right. What's the first word that comes to your mind? And I've done this. I've practiced this on some people. And the most response that I get is, okay. And I say, expand on that. And they say, it's okay. And I say, whoa, whoa, what do you mean it's okay? And he was like, well, when I looked at the sun or when I looked down or left and right, I just saw people and nature and things happening around me. And I really didn't stress about everything that was going on in my life. And so the word okay came across my mind because I realized in that moment, despite everything happening, it was okay. I am still here. I am still here. And that is powerful. So powerful. You sent me a quote, uh, or I found the quote by myself, whatever, whatever the case may be. Look at a leaf. Dude, I did this on my walk today. Look at a leaf and imagine that it's only you and the leaf in this universe. Just you and the leaf. You are still here. Still in this world. Dude, we're resilient. We're so resilient and we don't even know it. Everything that's come into our lives has left. Relationships, thoughts, people, things have come into our lives. Some stay longer than others. Don't get me wrong, right? Some stay longer than others, and it's hard to not get attached to those things. And they leave. Yeah. Right? And this in and out, this flow of in and out, right? It has this therapeutic-like structure to it. It reminds me of water. Bruce Lee talks about water. Be water. What does that mean? It means flow. It means go with the flow. Be the flow. Accept the flow. Accept the flow. Accept the flow. You know what's so cool mm. about acceptance? There's this sports psych approach, like uh, like therapy. Um, it's called the mindfulness acceptance commitment therapy. Oh, the MAC approach. Guess what? What? My professor, Doctor Zella Moore, at Manhattan College, is the co-founder no of way. that therapy. There's no way. Yes, she is. She works with the Air Force, other you oh, know you military. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that. yeah, she is incredible, and I don't have a single negative thing to say about her. She is amazing. She teaches her classes incredibly, but to be able to sit in her class, the co-founder with her husband Frank Gardner, amazing two people. She co-founded this approach, um, and it kind of draws in a lot of surrounding other therapies you know and like the acceptance and commitment therapy right i think is stephen hayes might be the one of that don't quote me on that it, whatever um but bringing in all of these different approaches to be mindful of where you are accept where you are and not try to change it do not try to change it you commit to yourself you commit to your own path your own view, your own perspective, right? You commit to completing an action despite how bad it may be. And that is so powerful. And she, honestly, I can even try to invite her on and, and have be, her talk about it. That would be that actually be insane. insane, right? Her book, The Mac Approach for Sport Performance Enhancement, it's published in Korean, Chinese, 
English, obviously, right? But all these different Mandarin, all these different languages around the world, because that's how profound it really is. Wow. And what a blessing to sit in her class. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, does that approach come with this deep gratitude? Has to. Oh, yeah. It it stems from an Eastern philosophical type method, right? By not trying to change the stressor, but acknowledging that the stressor exists in your life, right? We'll just call it a distressor, right? Because we're talking about distress, yeah. not you stress. We acknowledge the distressor for what it is. We don't try to change that. Okay. We change our relationship with that stressor. So, for example, let's just say I hated cold showers, which I don't anymore. Used to, just like everybody else. But I actually enjoy 15-minute cold showers now. That's besides the point. But let's just say I hated it, right? And I got into the shower, and I turned on the cold water. My immediate reaction is to flinch and to run, to turn it off, to go hot, right? That's my immediate reaction. Physiologically, too. Physiologically. Our body tells us to do these things. Now, if we can separate ourselves from that initial thought of, I have to turn this water warm or else I'm going to be unsafe. Right, that initial thought of I want to run away, if we can let that thought exist, be aware of it, mindfully accept that thought, and commit to a certain action change your or relationship approach, with it. Yeah. change your relationship. Yes. And so now the cold is still there. I still feel cold. But the more and more I'm mindful of the cold itself, and I can still exist in my own body and not let that cold affect me. This goes for everything, by the way, not just cold showers. This goes for relationships, your jobs, everything. If you can acknowledge the situation for what it is and not let that dictate your own behavior and commit to a certain scientific approach, dude, that is a next level. That's a next level mindset of mindfulness. Yeah, 100%. Now... I'm not one that likes to compare with one another, but if you take a perspective of there's certain people that could only take cold showers, if they can do it, you know, why can't I? Why can't you? There's people that work out five days a week. If if they can, why can't I? I mean, granted, there's obviously, if there's an underlying condition, you can't. Right. Yeah. There's socioeconomic status, yes, there's exactly. genetic factors, Ex- race, exactly. age, exactly. right? There's a ton of things. But, like, if you're capable, it's like, why not me? Why, why am I so scared of being uncomfortable? Why? I think we all are. Yeah. We still are. But embrace it. Change your relationship mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Understand and accept that I don't like being uncomfortable. Take a step to try to be uncomfortable and see right. if there's any effects it has on your life. I don't know. It's, it's a crazy thing. You know what's crazy is that we often forget that like Elon Musk and Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone and like all these majorly successful, whether it be business or not, right? Successful people or, you know, what society defines as success. These successful people, we often forget that they're literally still human beings. Yeah. That they still yeah. wake up every morning and they still have negative thoughts 
they still go through certain things, right? Like we're not like we're we're not immortal. We st- we're still human beings. We still have feelings. Yeah. We still go through things. But it's the people who can be mindful and accept those things and still choose on a daily basis to act out of moral and principle. Acting out of principle and not preference. Mm. Oh, I forgot who said that. It was a sports psychologist I, um, I saw on Instagram or something like that. We act out of principle and not preference. When we do that, our life actually changes. Yeah. For real. For realsies. For realsies. It kind of thinks it brings me back to like, like reacting. There's reacting and then there's another... There's reacting and there's responding. Don't yeah, don't react, respond. Well, no, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna, I have something to say to that. Yeah. I'm going to say it's okay to have a reaction. It's okay to let that reaction exist cuz your body is going to have that reaction despite what you may think. Like still not going to lie to you, bro. I step into the cold shower, I have an immediate bad reaction. But guess what? I respond. You respond to it. I respond to my reaction. You don't let that reaction take over. Right. So I would say let it happen, acknowledge how powerful and how beautiful that reaction is, and just choose. Just choose. I'm choosing to take a 10-minute cold shower tonight. Yeah, I'm Ooh. also going to choose that. Can we, when, um, there's like a polar plunge thing that comes around oh, every year. Yeah, I want to do that. Of course. Uh, yeah. I feel like that would be intense. Uh, yeah. Hey, dude. Let's do it. I'm in. Uh, yeah, you're looking at someone who's also in. Say less. <laughs> Say less. Oh, I hate to bring it up, bro. I hate to bring it up. Do it. What are you going to bring up? Motivation. Oh, my boy. Oh, boy. Why do I hate that so much, dude? What is motivation? Why Motiva- is it a thing? Motivation is a feeling, and it's a feeling that is absolutely incredible. It is amazing. We need motivation. I am not going to sit here and pretend that motivation is complete bullshit because it's not. It's not complete bullshit. But we get caught up in a culture that needs motivation in order to function. And that is where I draw a line. There's an issue with Big issue. It's an issue. But how do you combat that? Bro, there's so many like there's so many aspects of motivation internal external like you, you there's theories behind it and you start for a, a reward extrinsically and then that extrinsic motivation changes to internal motivation when you discover it that it it's like part of your livelihood now and you, you love to do it and it's like you need to do it because it helps you function on a day-to-day basis and it's like it's so rooted in your life how do you take like how do you have perceive motivation what steps should you take? That's a great question. And I think that it's it's a lot to unpack. It is. It's like too much to unpack, bro. You, it, it takes a respect level. I'm being honest. It takes a respect level to understand and appreciate motivation in order to say that motivation sucks. Right? And I think that's what I let off with at the end of the podcast. Yeah. You hate it motivation, like, basically. I hate motivation, yeah. Um, so I want to take back the word hate because I, I don't hate anything right i'm like one you of the strongly most, dislike i strongly dislike okay i strongly di- I, I strongly dislike and 
profoundly respect motivation. And what I mean, what I mean by that is this. I think that we get so caught up in needing to feel good in order to act. We get so caught up in needing to feel good or like, like that dopamine is kicking in today and I just feel good in order to actually do something with my life. Well, if we keep sitting around and waiting for that time to feel good, guess what? Nothing's going to ever get done. And some of my best moments, some of my most profound moments have come from not feeling good. Yeah, when you're not motivated. One of the PTs I worked with um, always said, if there's a day that you're looking to feel your best to work out or to tackle a project or something, it's not going to come. There's always, always going to be something. Always. And it's like, even if the motivation is lacking, you still have to break that barrier. Still got to get after it. Yeah, Mel Robbins talks about this a lot. Google Mel Robbins if you don't know who she is. She is incredible, by the way. Mel Robbins talks about it, and she says something like, Stop waiting. It's not going to come. Yeah. If you think that someone is coming for you, you're mistaken. If you think that something is out there for you, you're mistaken. If you think that someone is going to come in here and give you the pat on the back or the kick in the ass that you need to get going, it's not coming. The choice is yours. And I think that's where we have some big self-reflection to do. Yeah. Because not a lot of people tell us every day that the choice is ours. They try to be empathetic with us and console us and cope with us, right? But not it's very rare that you get someone that says no one's coming tough bro. shit tough shit yeah figure it out life's not easy sucks to suck figure it out i hate to say figure it out but sometimes you need to be told that yeah and sometimes like i still don't think i have it figured out but guess what i'm damn well on my way and i i guarantee you i'm never going to quote figure it out but it's the dance of getting there that actually makes me think that I'm figuring it out every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's never going to come a point in your life where you can sit down and be like, aha, I figured it out. This is it. This is it. This is it. Right? Now you may have some epiphanies, right? Just like I had a couple epiphanies in my life, right? But I feel like we get caught up in thinking that there's going to be a day where we figure it out instead of just enjoying the day that's right in front of us. Dude, if I could tell you, like, the amount of times I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. It's like the, there's no source of motivation. There's nothing going on. But, you know, I do it. I just tackle it. All these interviews and info sessions, all these things, in my mind, before the moment, it's like, damn. Yeah. I'm sick. Like, I'm feeling sick. My muscles hurt. My bones feel cold. That's not a feeling a human being should feel. And I have to go do this and per put on a performance. And I'll tell you what. You did it. I'll tell you what, Zach. <laughs> tell me. I put on some of my best performances. Of course you did. Because I was aware of it. I was honest with myself. <gasps> Honesty. 
I was truthful mm. with myself. What? I, oh, I want you to go back for a second. What was the honest? What was like the honest truth for yourself? Like the honesty. What what would have been the honesty in that situation? Like, I understand that I'm being lazy right now. I'm, I understand that I'm unmotivated. Mm-hmm. But grow up. And the truth kicks in and you're like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Grow up. Honest, honestly, I could have easily been like, eh, I'll reschedule. That's what I was asking. Is that where you were going with That's that? That's what oh, I was I th- Yeah, no, I, I got mixed up with that. Totally fine. I, yeah. Like, I have a purpose and a valid reason to reschedule. And that kind of changes your perspective. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I could, I could reschedule. They offered me to reschedule. But then my truth was like, no, no. I was aware of it. No. No, you have no right. You're here for a reason. Take control over your moment. I want to give the audience a tip. Yeah. Because I just want to, one, say thank you for listening. This is now episode four. This is episode four. We appreciate you listening up until this point. It's kind of crazy. Uh, But I want to give everyone out there a tip that has worked for me whenever I'm feeling like shit. When I feel like shit and I want to rationalize something, I repeat what I think I want to do. Meaning... If I want to reschedule something, I say to myself, oh, I can reschedule it. And then I say it again. Oh, I can reschedule it. Oh, I can reschedule it. Oh, and then it finally clicks like, bro, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Or that my, my best one is this. This is, oh, it always gets me in the morning when I wake up and go get out of bed. Cause sometimes I just don't want to get out of bed. Right. We all are guilty of it. And I think to myself and I say, oh, I want to go back under the covers. Right. And I say it again. I want to go back under the covers. I want to go back under the covers. I want to go back under the covers. And my voice actually starts to increase. I actually start waking up. The more and more I talk, the more and more I wake up. Wake up physically, but also wake up psychologically. Yeah, 100%. I start waking up psychologically, and I'm reading through the bullshit lines that I tell myself. I'm going to give the other side. Please. Okay. I keep mentioning it, but my bones felt cold no pun intended maybe pun intended who knows (laughs) but thursday chest day love it shoulders okay i think to myself i'm not gonna work out today my body needs the recovery and i repeated it not out loud in my mind Mm. because i was questioning it i was questioning it was like am i is my ego taking up like is it am i lying to myself that i feel like shit I repeated it, I repeated it, I repeated it. I got home from class, I laid down, and I was like, no, no, this isn't my body, like, this isn't me making a lie so I don't have to work out. I need to take a day off. Okay. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You don't always have to be this, ooh, gotta do it. I mean, I hate to talk bad on David Goggin, but you don't even, you don't always need that mentality. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go run 15 miles in a tsunami. <laughs> Guy is literally nuts. Guy is insane. Read his book. Worth it. Can't hurt me. Can't hurt me. Is the book. I know because I get like, oh, like, you know, recommend more books in your yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've getting I've been getting those. So that's yeah. another one. Can't hurt me, Can't David Goggins. Next level. But it's okay. Understand that you are physically sick sometimes. Understand that 
you might fall into a season of depression and might need to take a mental health day. It's okay. Understand it. Then you might fall into a loop and loop of something and then you need a certain amount of self-awareness and repetition like what am i doing am i doing something right am I, is, is this okay is this okay and then you you catch the lie and it's like no what this isn't okay i'm right. lying to myself right but sometimes accept that you're sick or something is just not going to get done in a time frame that you wanted it to get done take a step back accept it and then make a game plan to move forward don't get caught up on it shit happens life happens move on it's so important to be able to just accept and move on sometimes there's a filter that lies there though you know there's such a big filter for my side and your side both both perspectives there's a filter that lies and it's so easy to get caught and dragged into one mental health day turns into two i said it. two turns into into three right you fall into that loop and now you're watching netflix eating popcorn at 2 p.m yeah when you should be in class yes like there's a filter that needs to happen and i think that filter is what what do you think that filter is like how do you how do you even develop that filter to say okay this was needed now it's a, now it's time in my opinion it's it's awareness skills um how do you build awareness because i agree medit uh bro i don't know i'm not what gonna bullshit i'm oh. not gonna bullshit i have no idea conversations with you you know, that just allow me to take a step back, look down, look up, look to the side. Like, I wasn't always aware. I don't. I see. I get lost in my thoughts sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there, there's something back there now that allows me to come back. And I think it is via conversations with you. It might be me watching this podcast if I wasn't the co-host of it. It might be me watching this podcast that allows me to be aware. We're all watching this podcast, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm watching this podcast. Yeah. I'm just doing With it live. With a critical eye, though. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just doing it live, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, that's, that's such a good point. I feel like um, one of the biggest things that we can do to build self-awareness that has worked for me and might work for a lot of you out there is to have a simple, short conversation with yourself at the end of every day. Mirror. That, yeah, mirror. the mirror. Mirror. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll be talking a lot about yeah. mirrors on this podcast. Yeah. Mirrors have changed my life. Being able to reflect and have a conversation with myself out loud, out loud in the front of a mirror has changed the game. I'll tell I you what. To, oh, God. I'm sorry. I'll tell you what, though. Some people can't look themselves in the mirror. I'll tell you that. 100%. From my experience with body dysmorphia issues, there's some people that just can't. So even if it's not in front of a mirror, just have a conversation with yourself. Could be in your bed at night. Could, yeah, could be in your bed. Or it could just, honestly, it could be... Could be on a drive. Yeah. Who knows? There's a poem that I want to read the audience. And the poem is called... I think it's called Man in the Mirror. Hold on. You're gonna read two poems tonight because oh, time man. is time is getting getting cut off soon. And I think it's a good segue for next week. I want you to read What is Love? What was the poem name? To Love. To Love. Written by Zach Olivan. Written by me. By the way. I want you to read that for the end of the podcast. Of course. Thank you. Of course. I would love to. Thank you. So I actually misspoke. 
Uh, the one I'm about to read is called The Man in the Glass. Okay. Same concept. Yeah. When you get what you want in your struggle for self, and the world makes you king for a day, then you go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't a man's father, mother, or wife whose judgment upon him must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts the most in life is the man staring back in the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear to the end. And you've passed your most dangerous, difficult test if the man in the glass is your friend. You can fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass. But the final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated that man in the glass. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That puts it into perspective. Huge. Does that just sum up our entire conversation tonight? It really does. It really Fuck. does. Like, <laughs> yeah. Goosebumps, chills. Right? Right? Isn't that insane? Thank you for that. Thank you for remembering that and knowing to say that at this moment. Of course, man. It's one of my favorite poems, and I love reading it because I live it every day. It grounds you. It grounds me. I look back and I have a conversation with myself, and I know that if I've cheated myself, I'm going to have heartache and tears. What's time at right now? 47. What time did we start? In a little after nine. Yeah? Soon. Don't... I don't want to. I know. I know. This is a great conversation. This was a good one today. Yeah. I said it, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're back. And we really did need this. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to the upcoming episodes. And for all of you who are looking for the other poem, To Love, we'll read that one at the start of the next podcast. Yeah, we will. All right. Thank you for listening. The Bone. Yeah. We talked. Yeah, we did. You just got a taste of the bone. <laughs>